Hello, I'm Masako, and I'm here to take you on a journey. A journey to one of the most important places within the world of Dragon Ball. The place where it all began. Mount Paozu. You see, Mount Paozu is not just a place where exciting action and events occurred. No. Mount Paozu is home to some of the world's most delightful and soothing scenery. If you were to find yourself there, you would be immediately cast away from the woes and worries of hectic modern life, and instead transferred to somewhere which is far removed from the hustle and bustle that is your working day. Join me as we witness Goku going about his day and exploring his home. Relax and make yourself comfortable. And let us begin. The sun rose above the hills of Palsu, the orange haze casting a light upon the valley that hides from the world a dazzling array of wild animals, natural beauty and calmness. The air is still, the noise at a minimum. Those that reside within the forests have not yet chosen to stir themselves from their slumber, choosing to slowly bring themselves back to the waking world in their own time. One of those is quite different to your typical example of fauna. A young boy, not older than twelve years old, has clambered out of his bed and slowly gotten himself dressed, ready for the day ahead. He usually would be spending this time training and having as much fun as possible, or at least as much possible with himself as his only company. But today, he felt different. He was rather relaxed and thoughtful. He hadn't really taken the time to venture off of his beaten track lately, the path that he usually took to gather supplies, and his rather substantial requirements for sustenance. He had plenty of food to hand, though, having caught plenty of fish the evening before, and so he felt no need to catch any more today. The table had already been laid, and the boy simply took the leftover fish from the fridge and gently tucked in. Despite it being a day old, it was still just as fresh and tasty as it had been the moment he had prepared it. This being a relatively small snack, the boy finished it rather quickly, and reminded himself of his daily ritual, something that he had to do no matter what in order to truly begin the day, just as it was important to do every night before going to bed. He walked over to a chest of drawers with a purple cushion atop of it. Resting on the cushion was what looked like an orange glass orb with four small stars glowing within it. The boy knelt down and prayed to the sphere and thanked it for the lovely breakfast and for good tidings that day. The spirit of his grandpa Gohan seemingly responding in kind, hoping that his child Goku would have a prosperous time of it on this day. Getting up from off the floor, Goku headed over to the front door, taking his trusty pole with him. He rarely ventured out without it. Even though he knew he wouldn't need to use it in anger today, 
you never knew when you might need it to cross perhaps a particularly wide gap amongst some rocks or a rather large stream without getting too soggy. He opened the door and the light of the sunrise met his eyes, and he adjusted to the increasing brightness as the morning made itself known. To his right, there were a pile of logs next to the little hut, which met his gaze, and he was then reminded that he was supposed to chop some firewood today, as the nights recently had become rather chilly. Later, though, he thought. He felt that he would rather do some exploring today. Chopping of some firewood, that could wait for at least a little while longer. And so, he happily ignored the chores, and instead set his gaze on the tree cover that stood just a few hundred yards away from his home. With a smile, he casually strode to the foliage and entered. Even though the initial segment of his adventure was familiar, he hadn't really stopped to take in the atmosphere, since most of his traversing of the trees was spent leaping and bounding through the treetops to get where he needed to go in the shortest time possible. Now that he had decided to take his time and saunter gradually his way around Mount Palsu, he could hear the faint tweeting of the birds, the flowing water of a distant stream, and the scratches of dirt as the creatures of the woods went about their business. He had no fear of any creepy crawlies or nasty beasties that may be lying in wait, and so he casually made his way to his first port of call, the nearby waterfall. Normally, this would be where he would catch his fish, but today, this was merely a checkpoint. He had no desire to spend hours dipping his tail into the tepid lake, hoping for a fish to come his way, and ultimately, onto his campfire. He had spared the indignation for the fishes today, to which I am sure they would be most grateful. When he arrived at the clearing, he spotted the familiar lake and favoured fishing spot that he liked, and turned instead his head toward the waterfall that provided the lake with its fresh water constantly. He had to crane his neck up quite a distance, for it was a rather impressive and giant cascade of water. It must have been at least 300 feet tall, he guessed. Now that he thought about it, he had once thought about climbing up to the top to see what was there, but that thought immediately got pushed to the wayside with more thrilling and compelling activities, such as catching small mammals or chopping down trees for his relentless need for warmth. But with him actively choosing to spend his day doing more leisurely pursuits, he felt the time was right to give it a try, to see how far he could climb and perhaps discover something new. This wasn't a race, he thought. He didn't have to rush his way to the top. What would be the point of speeding his way up the side of the rock face? To him, that would be a waste of energy, and also, it would defeat the purpose of today, to take in the place fully that he called home. With one hand after the other, Goku carefully made his way up the mountain, occasionally using his tail to leap from edge to edge, sometimes using the occasional branch as extra leverage. When the surface of the stone got a little too smooth or he spotted an easier path to the summit as well. 
he enjoyed this more measured approach. It was more challenging in a way, without being an actual challenge. He was not pushing himself to the limits of his body. He was instead testing himself whilst also trying something that he had not often done, thinking things through. He was a rather impatient lad, always dashing about and going about his day with the utmost of gusto. By slowing down his day, he felt refreshed, that things didn't always have to be done at the speed of light. He stopped halfway up, the waterfall to his left ringing in his ears as the water bounded its way down to the bottom. But the sight that met him when he turned around and sat on a patch of moss on a bit of rock that jutted out from the wall took his breath away. The sun had risen well and truly now. It was mid-morning, casting beams of light across the entire valley. This had been the highest that he had climbed in years, certainly the first time in recent memory that he could recall with any meaningful clarity. The wind rushed through his hair, and a slight spray of water landed on his cheek. But he didn't mind this. It was so peaceful up here that not much mattered to him. He felt lucky to be alive and witnessing this splendour, this place that was his home. In fact, when he looked closely, he could just about see the patch of grass, the prairie land in the middle of the forest, that was indeed the spot where his grandpa had built his little hut, the pile of wood reminding him, even from a distance, that some sense of responsibility was awaiting the boy eventually. He was glad that he was here though. It had been a little tiring getting up here, but it was worth the exertion. He sat back and closed his eyes as the birds cawed when they flew by. He could take a little nap, he reckoned, and so nestled amongst the moss and had a short rest before resuming his ascent. After his brief doze, Goku resumed the smooth and steady trek up the cliff face. He could feel the angle shifting slightly, as if the flat rise up was gently levelling off, making the climbing much easier and less arduous. He wasn't tired. He was very grateful for the nap that he had just taken. The levelling off then increased, and at one point, Goku felt just about able to crawl his way to the summit, and when he got there, he was not disappointed. The mystical top of the waterfall that had remained elusive his entire life was no longer a mystery. He saw exotic trees, much unlike the ones that were dotted around his home, as well as larger birds and animals that were making their way across the land. The river at the top of the waterfall carried on for some distance, so he decided to follow it to see where it ended up. Goku felt that if he knew where this originated, it would be a very worthwhile day, truly scratching an itch. He felt a little nervous though, going into a place that was relatively new, but he had his trusty pole, should things go amiss, but he doubted they would. The tree cover here was vastly different to what he was used to, but it wasn't a worrisome sight. There weren't the usual shrubs, 
bushes, and coniferous trees here. What replaced those were towering redwoods, dotted evenly across the grass where the river was, that would become the impressive falls that he had thought had no end. The stream wound its way between the trees, and the flow gradually slowed to that of a trickle, much slower than what he had seen at the edge of the drop. In fact, if you had been born here, in this part of Palsu, you would probably be forgiven that there was no waterfall at all, that this was all there was to this place. The sounds from outside this wood had well and truly been dampened once Goku had entered properly. It had become clear to the boy that Palsu was home to multiple biomes, not just the temperate one that Gohan had chosen for his den. Then a smell met his nostrils. It was a very strong aroma, but not unpleasant. Soon enough, at the bottom of the redwoods, were a crop of small white flowers. It caught Goku's eye, and he walked over to them. He knelt down, plucked one off from the ground, and sniffed it. It was the smell of snowflower, he recalled. It was very similar to clovers, but softer and creamier than what you would expect. It smelt lovely, and not at all poisonous. It was important for Goku to know what was and wasn't harmful for consumption or smelling. It had stood him in good stead up to now, and this was rather benign, thankfully. He stuffed the flower in his pocket and carried on. The boy was so glad to have found this part of Palzu. It was such a wondrous sight, and yet somewhat familiar, as if the veil of his home had been slightly pulled back to reveal an entirely new facet of its existence, that there was more to this world than just the norm. The river had begun to narrow now. He was a little sad, in a way. The river had felt like a kind of guide and companion on his little quest. To see it shrink and weaken was a disappointment, but what made up for it was what was at the source of this river. Nestled in the heart of this new forest was a hot spring. The steam from the pool rose a short distance from the surface, inviting the boy to come closer. Goku could feel the warmth from a fair ways away and couldn't believe his luck. He had no idea that something so pleasant was awaiting him. Almost at once, he stripped down and dipped his foot into the water. It was the perfect temperature. Not too cold, not too hot. Just right for a well-deserved soak. Goku sat down on the side of the pool and relaxed his body. This was well worth the trek to get here, he thought. It had taken him several hours of walking and climbing, but he had discovered a brilliant little hideaway. From the surface of the water, he then spotted something resting on the other side of the hot spring. He swam over to the item and looked closely. It was pink, made from cloth, and somewhat small. Small enough, in fact, that you could put your foot in it. It was a sock, he realised. A pink sock. How strange, Goku thought. 
but it was definitely a worthwhile memento of his time here. He would definitely be sure to remember this, but when times got rough, or he had the time to come back, he took the sock and placed it in his pocket, right next to the snowflower, which was lightly crumpled, but still smelt as good as when he had picked it. After another hour, Goku felt the time was right to head home. He could see glimpses of sunlight move across the sky as he looked up to the treetops. If it took as long to get here as it would take to get home, it would be dusk before he got to his hut. He slowly rose out from the hot spring and shook himself dry. He put his clothes back on and walked back down beside the river. He turned around to the hot spring one last time before it disappeared from view. He smiled and committed this to memory. He would be back. This was a good find. The mystery of the waterfall had well and truly been solved. As the river widened again and the redwoods thinned, he could see the other trees giving way to the clearing at the edge of the waterfall. The river was now as wide as the falls, and the view over the valley was at its prime. Goku was amazed. He could see everything now. He hadn't realised this when he got to the top, too fixated on the redwoods and other exotic foliage to notice, including something he hadn't expected when he had the chance to look properly. A patch of sand, miles away. There was a desert around Mount Palsu. He couldn't be sure, though. The sun was mildly obscuring his field of view, but he was mildly surprised. Perhaps that would be his next adventure, to explore those sandy areas. Goku slowly walked down the edge of the cliff as the angle increased. Eventually, he stopped and thought, how was he going to get back down? He then had an idea. He had relaxed considerably in the hot spring and felt that he had enough energy to spool his tail to life and hover his way back down the cliff. He span his tail as fast as it could and could feel it creating enough of a draft to rely upon for his descent. He jumped and slowly wafted his way down to ground level. He looked up as the edge of the waterfall disappeared and resumed its apparent infinite height. This was his little discovery, he thought to himself. Although the mystery of the sock would plague his mind every now and again, it didn't matter, because for now, he concentrated on making it safely back down to the bottom of the cliff. After a few minutes, he gently touched down and took a deep breath. That was a good idea, he said to himself. The sun had started to set. The blue light of the day had given way to the slight orange-yellow hue of sunset. He took a sip of water from the lake and made his way back home. With a strong sense of accomplishment, despite not catching any food or speeding his way around the forest, Goku was in a good mood, in such a good mood, that he willingly chose to do at least a little bit of chopping wood, just 
a little bit. He felt like it. When he got to the clearing around his home, he picked up the axe and began to break apart a few logs. He normally would resort to his fists and feet to do this, but not today. Using a tool was good enough. After a few minutes, he had amassed a small pile of firewood, to which he carried with him to the side of the hut. He placed it down outside the door, ready to use for his dinner preparation. He checked the fridge and realised, to his delight, that he had missed a large amount of meat that had found its way to the back of the shelf. Lovely. That would be his dinner. He grabbed the chunks of meat and skewered them, preparing to roast them over an open fire. When he was resting the meat above the little campfire, he looked up and spotted the waterfall just above the canopy of trees. Now that he was aware of what was up there, he was pleased to be reminded of it every single day going forward. It hadn't occurred to him to simply look up. He was always looking ahead, awaiting the next little bit of excitement. Sometimes, he discovered, excitement can take a back seat. Right now, as he was cooking his food, and the stillness of dusk was looming closer, Goku felt at peace. The animals around the forest were heading for bed, and soon he would too. But first, dinner. The food was perfectly cooked. Clearly, Goku had taken his lesson of patience to heart. The meat felt extra tender today. After he had finished his food, he felt incredibly sleepy. To bed, he reckoned. As he wandered back inside, closing the door behind him, he took off his shoes and knelt down, just as he had done earlier, in front of the orange orb on the purple cushion. He bowed to it and prayed, thanking his grandpa for the fascinating day and that he would have a good night's rest. The ball responded in silence, but Goku felt like it had answered back in its own way. He got up and changed into his bedclothes. He got into bed and rested on his back. It didn't take long for him to drift off. The hot spring had done its work. He hadn't felt this calm in a long time. His breath slowing down. His eyes getting heavier. And soon, without knowing, Goku was fast asleep. Good night.